0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of Release the Adventure, an adventure podcast from everything from mountain biking to fishing to hiking, kayaking, and more. Today we're going to be on episode four talking about a lot of stuff. This is kind of a relaxed fit episode. This is a solo ride is what I'm going to be calling it because it's just me today. It's just Sean, your host. There. Isn't Brad today, unfortunately. Um, We are having a little bit of conflicts with our schedules because both of our jobs are under essential status right now, and there's just a little bit of weirdness going on with that. So unfortunately, we both couldn't be live today and do our proper pod, but that's all right because the show must go on. We will be sending this out on Thursday. That is April 9th, everybody. April 9th, this pod is going to be coming out. So hello in the future, April 9th. So, today I want to talk about some updates about some things that have been going on in the world. And then eventually, I want to transition into some things that uh, I want to talk about sustainable living a little bit because there's been a little bit more interest in sustainable living with everything going on. Some podcast updates, uh, some things that I want to get back into, and then some things that I would like to eventually get into during this time of craziness in our world and. Uh, a lot of a lot of change. Things, things are changing very fast, and um, it's it's important that we ride this out with, with grace and decency, and um, that's kind of where I'm at. So uh, just a quick little update before we get into the first segment is uh, we're doing our giveaway, our, our Amazon $20 giveaway that we're going to be doing this for quite a while. So again, we're trying to get on to the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. And uh, to just try to give back and say thank you for all the listens that we've got to so far, we want to try to support um, support the growth and say a big a big thank you to you guys. So uh, all you need to do is send us a screenshot of your subscription to release the adventure on whatever podcasting platform of your choice is, whether that's the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Podcatcher, it. Uh, it it's it's all it's all good. Whatever podcasting platform you like, send us a screenshot of your subscription or follow and then you're in. You're in entered into the contest and then you just tweet that at to us at release the ADV and you're in. So anyways, enough of the upkeep. Let's get into some of the updates. So, if you guys remember on our first episode, we took a deep dive into COVID-19 and adventures question mark. Can you go adventure? how can you venture? What's, what's the big deal here? Uh, and so things, you know, are obviously changing very quickly because of COVID-19 and not really because of our podcast, but a lot of people are getting cooped up in their houses that aren't used to getting cooped up in their houses. Um, so a lot of people have been taking to municipal city parks, uh, the state parks that have been opened and, Especially during the weekends, these parks have been extremely overcrowded, and uh, I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of pictures on TV and on social media, but there's just, you could see just parks packed with people, and people just not complying with social distancing, trying to keep at least six feet away, right? We're talking a hockey stick's length, or if you're in Florida, a, 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 a gator's length away. So you can see these pictures and it's just, uh, it's, to me, it's, it's disappointing. Um, because as someone who wants to live an outdoor lifestyle and wants to get out there and enjoy himself, it's, it's hard for me because I understand the need to want to get outside and do your hobbies and, and live, live your life and live your adventure. But at the same time, we also have to have respect for one another and respect how our actions have secondary and tertiary effects on ourselves and the ones around us and our loved ones and all those people that were around their loved ones and how that continues down the rabbit hole of how when we're so close to each other uh, you know in proximity it's just a scary proposition you know of how you could be at the park and you could be a bunch to the next people still talking, breathing, sneezing, coughing. And, uh, you know, you might not, you got sick and then you go home and visit grandma, check up on how grandma's doing. You know, maybe you had good intentions visiting grandma, seeing, um, how she's doing. She needs any supplies going out to the grocery store for her. But that time you were at grandma's, you don't know what could happen. And, we want to eliminate all of those worst case scenarios. And that's kind of where my head is at is I'm, I want to make sure that my effects don't have secondary and tertiary uh, reactions, um, that I, that are unforeseen in my life and who else that I could possibly be affecting. And so I would like to challenge everyone out there to keep trying to respect, um, self-isolation uh self-quarantine social distancing rules and just try to think about who else your actions have an effect on and also with that is when you're going out to like the grocery store try to only have one person and if you can one designated person just the same person that always goes out to the grocery store if you're in a position to be able to do so if if you're single then you know that's obviously what you're going to be doing anyways but um if you have a family at home don't don't be bringing the kids along to the grocery store um you know we've been hearing all these stories of how COVID isn't affecting children quite as much but still uh that could they could potentially still catch it and then pass it on to someone else even though their symptoms would be um very minute potentially they could still pass it on so just uh just try to go as an individual when you're going out and about to places uh, for your essential needs, for your groceries and whatever else uh, you may need. So along with what's been going on with all that and the parks being overcrowded, the state governments have been seeing this. The wool isn't over their eyes. And so a lot of states are now shutting down uh, municipal and state parks. And so if you're thinking about going outside, I would advise you to look up your state's uh, current orders and to see if your local municipal parks are closed, you know, or if your state parks are closed, if you're thinking about going out and about and trying to get some fresh air, trying to get a hike or a bike ride in. Um, And along with that, if you do have the option to go out and do those things in your state, I would still highly, highly recommend Trail Etiquette. And we're talking super saiyan levels of trail etiquette, right? Because there's overcrowding on trails, because there's this, that, and the other thing that we're all so uh, cognizant of, or at least trying to be cognizant of. Remember, we need to yield to each other. We need to um, remember the triangle of uh, trail etiquette of who yields to who, right? Everyone yields to pedestrians, Uh, mountain bikes yield to everybody, Uh, horseback riders yield to pedestrians, but they have the right of way for mountain bikes. Okay, that's kind of the triangle. And so we just want to make sure that we're really respectful of everyone's spaces. And um, I know people like to talk on the trail, stop talk and have chit chit, chit, chat, but that might not be the best idea just because whenever you're talking, Uh, You know, these small projectile fluids of saliva can come out. And so that's a possible risk of transmission and uh, spreading even more. So, you know, just a friendly wave and uh, just trying to keep it as uh, little and as quick as possible, I would say. Um, So just try to stay aware of those things. It's very important. So next up, I would like to talk about kind of these feelings of isolation that people have been having and wanting to drive people to go outside. And for me, this is um, something that's been very easy and I've been fortunate with that because um, my wife and I, you know, we have each other and we work a similar schedule. Uh, We don't work with each other, but we work a similar schedule. And so, you know, when I come home, I still get to see her and spend time with her. But there's a lot of people out there that don't have that luxury and are literally just by themselves 24 seven. Um, so if you know someone that's out there that has the ability to, um, has the access to internet, I would highly recommend them joining, um, a new online group or potentially taking up a hobby that they never thought of, um, a indoor hobby. And so one of the things that I really enjoy doing, um, that's a really fun indoor hobby is playing, um, tabletop games, whether that be, uh, board games, physical board games, or, um, like... RPG tabletop RPG games and so that's those games are really fun to me And you're probably wondering well, how are you gonna play those games if you can't sit in person? So if you want to play tabletop games if you have a laptop or a computer, I would recommend checking out um, on Steam or Whatever platform this game is on but checking out tabletop simulator and it is what it sounds like It's just a tabletop simulator and you can upload any other games that you want into there and you can invite your friends and then you can talk on discord and there you are you're playing your favorite games we're talking gloomhaven seven wonders uh zombicide you know all these super fun games um and you could be playing that online with your friends now and the cool thing about that is you don't have to pay for the individual games on tabletop simulator you just go to the steam marketplace or the steam workshop i should say excuse me and then you could just download just go in the search bar the steam workshop and search whatever games you want so whether that's you know, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Like I said, Gloomhaven, Mage Knight. Uh, there's just so many games and a lot of Dungeons & Dragons stuff too you can do on there. And so that segues us into Dungeons and & Dragons and other tabletop games such as uh, The Expanse, Pathfinder, um, all kinds of things. Uh, the, the Savage World games. So how are you going to play those online and why? So number one, for me, uh, role-playing games, it's its about the role-playing, and it's fun to get into a character, and it's fun to just let your inner actor out, right? Even though I'm not an actor, I'm never gonna be an actor, but it's fun to do these silly accents and silly voices and and pal around on these goofy adventures with my friends, you know? It's fun, and it's, uh, it's living into these characters and getting into this different mindset, and it's really fun. You can get into these games online just the same way, either using tabletop simulator, like we already talked about, or you can use a platform called Roll20. It's a very powerful platform. We can do a lot of different stuff. And um, yeah, you can do everything that you need to do for any RPG game. Um, My group is running the Expanse right now, and we're able to do everything that we need to do for the Expanse RPG um, game with Roll20. And so obviously for Dungeons and Dragons folks, you're 150% set, but the folks that like to pay Expanse, Pathfinder, Savage Worlds, Roll20 is a super great platform that can work for you and your friends too. So those are a couple ideas just off the top of my head um, that I've had great success with that you could also find great success with and mitigate those isolating feelings and trying to get back into touch with your friends a little bit. Um, this might be a good opportunity to get back into touch with people that have, how do you say, kind of fallen by the wayside, you know, those, those relationships that have kind of gone to the side and you haven't had the opportunity to, uh, cultivate and flourish the people that you haven't been able to see for a month, two months, a year, you know, whatever it may be, maybe reach back out and get in touch with them. I think they'd be really happy to hear from you. So next up like, talk about the people out there that are essential employees, and I'm more specifically talking about the people that aren't in hospitals, um, that are quote-unquote essential employees, so, um, you know, there's a lot of fast food workers out there that are essential, and I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure the folks at Wendy's in the morning after I get off of work, uh, I'm sure they're tired of me ordering my Wendy's breakfast baconator in the morning i'm sure they look at me with disdain and think "Uh, i'm part of the problem and i'm sorry i probably am part of the problem i'm sorry but the breakfast baconator is so good though oh man and just this times of being indoors i don't know the diets the diet's not looking good fam the diet's not looking good but Anyways, I want to talk about, like, my experience with being an essential employee, and I wish Brad could be right here right now because he's also an essential employee, and he has a much different experience than I have, and I'll kind of touch base off of what Brad's been telling me, but for me is I work in a medical quote-unquote devices company, and so what that means is we make medical film, uh, we make x-ray film, but we also make... uh, color photography paper and some other uh, non-destructive testing paper and just stuff that doesn't have to do with the medical industry. And so it's really frustrating when we're like running color photography paper and the world's in this crazy place and we're there. And the crazy part is my job has had conf- has a confirmed case of COVID-19, and it's extremely frustrating for me at my job because the response has been very nonchalant, just a big shoulder shrug, just, eh, it's fine, look at all these great things we're doing. We, we took out chairs from the break room, see everyone's social distancing, and we put these footsteps on the hallway so people can recognize not to walk next to each other. And I'll be honest, it's a bunch of malarkey for them. It's just, I mean, yes, these are things that are very good and things that we have to be doing, but they're elevating it to where it's like, it's like they're solving the problem. You know, when it's just, they're, they're, they're doing nothing to solve the problem. It's just, they're doing the bare minimums of what all of our governments and our communities are already knowing and recommending. And they're elevating it to this extent, like they're like, like like, they come up with this grand innovative solution and we're going to keep all of our employees safe because we're social distancing during our break times. No, 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 no. <laughs> And so it's it's just so frustrating to me when we're not making anything to do with the medical field and we're not helping anybody out. It's The big question is, who is this going to? Who is our products, our non-essential products going to? And how, how is that affecting their lives? And how are we helping... The world at large, right now. And in my experience, we haven't been. The company that I work for hasn't been. And I'm sure, you know, if you talk to someone higher up and if you're in a similar situation, I'm pretty sure they could give you some corporate speak of how they're helping out and this and that. Um, But on the ground level, as someone who works, you know, a full schedule, and I am grateful that I haven't been furloughed, so I don't want to come off as that. I am truly grateful because. That is a whole beehive that I do not want to kick and I do not want to be involved in. So I'm grateful that I currently have a job and I have hours, but I'm also disappointed in the response with a lot of companies out there that just haven't been taking it 100% seriously and haven't been doing enough to protect their employees. For example, my job is running out of PPE and I 100% agree that. agree for that manner, the priority has to be not not should be has to be on the hospitals for the PPE. But it's also makes me feel like, okay, while I'm here doing this job that's quote unquote essential. There's a confirmed case that happened in the company, and we're running out of PPE. Am I essential? Or am I expendable? And that's kind of sums up the feelings that I've been feeling as an essential employee is I feel expendable. I really do. And it's, it's a tough pill to swallow right now because I have to keep working. You know, I have to keep working for myself and for my wife and everyone else. Um, it's difficult. And I feel like that is something that is a strain and a worry that a lot of people are feeling because there's so many other companies out there that don't have proper PPE. You know, just to go back to my my silly Wendy's example, the Wendy's employees, they're having to wear face masks and they're wearing gloves and this and that, and I think that's great. Um, I think they should be doing that to protect themselves and protect others while they're on the job and for the customers that do show up. It's just it's just a crazy world right now. I know everyone's kind of trying to do their part, and it's been, you know, these, these companies... They're so used to their ways; it's hard for them to pivot and change directions. To be making hand sanitizer, to be making face masks. Um, so, I really hope that more companies in the future are able to help get us out of this situation and do the right thing. And also, for the companies out there that have been making millions and millions of dollars of revenue, and I, I'm sorry, but if the people out there. The regular folk, you know, we're supposed to have this perfect savings account, have three to six months emergency saved up. And we're supposed to be this perfect example. And, you know, the country is on the backs of the middle class. The country is built off the backs of the middle class. And yet these these companies out there, like the airline industry, they're just asking for bailouts. How come as individuals, we have this huge high standard for personal finance, and yet the companies you know a month goes by and so many companies are going under and i'm not talking about the small family businesses you know that's that's on no fault of their own so i'm not trying to blame them i'm talking about these giant companies that should be prepared that should be in a position when you see um their revenue at the end of the year you see millions and millions of dollars and yet they're just tanking so quickly it just makes you wonder like what what is going on with the budget in these companies and why is it so impossible to hold out through this? Um, it's definitely a question that I'm not capable of answering of. I'm definitely ignorant in this. I'm not a huge CEO, you know, I'm not leading, I'm not a CFO, I'm not leading some company. But as an outsider looking in, it's, it's mind-boggling and it's frustrating. And I just wish, you know, for these companies that are on the verge of taking time off and trying to uh, help mitigate the transmission of COVID, you know, I I wish these companies would do the right thing and send people home with pay without having them to use their vacation or their sick time. And it's just, I, I know that's a huge expense, but at a certain point, it's like corporations are made up of people. It's, it's a conglomerate of humans, right? And every human has mistakes. And so Every conglomerate of humans has a conglomerate of mistakes, I guess you could say. So it's that's that's a big sigh. <laughs> I don't know. It's I just I just wish companies were having more humanity, showing more humanity and taking care of their employees during this time. And so I I really hope these things change for the better. Now we're gonna get into kind of some of this sustainable living that I'm talking about in the beginning so a lot of people have been interested it's like well while I'm in the house what else can I do to upgrade my house upgrade my life to where um, I can better provide for my family without necessarily having to go out to the grocery stores and so the first thing that I would recommend is uh, look into planning a garden and if you're in an apartment you can have a home garden believe it or not uh, we live in a very small house ourselves, and I'm just going to say full disclosure, we live in a mobile home by by choice. Uh, we could have a pretty nice apartment, but we live in a mobile home by by choice. And my wife has this little indoor garden where she has like 10, 12 different pots. I'm not sure what the count is right now. It's it's a growing collection of, of pots, and she has different uh, herbs like microgreens, basil, uh, cilantro, oregano, uh, mustard. Um... Wester seeds and she's also planting flowers. We're planting columbines. I'm really excited for the columbines. That was that was kind of my project um, Looking forward to planting those for For my mom and being really happy about that and we're starting all these out in little little pots And you can keep them in pots You just need to put them in a, a An area where there you have a window and there's ample sun, sunlight and there's a lot of um I'm not the most well versed in this, but there's a lot of like cross strains of different plants to where they're more resistant to uh, dimmer environments, right? So you can look into getting a type of variant of a plant that you want to plant that's does better in more dimly lit environments. And another thing you can look into is getting a grow light. These things are really cheap. Uh, and you can just pay for a light bulb really. So if you have some sort of lamp that you were never using and you can angle the light in a way to point at your li- at your plants turn that on during the middle of the night and then your plants can keep getting um, that photosynthesis going more or less um, and keep keep trying to grow during the nighttime and so yeah we've got a whole bunch of little plants and they're super cute and um, they're really fun and eventually once we get past our last frost date here in Colorado we'll probably go out there and transplant them into our, our garden. And so we're really excited about that. And there's so many things that you can look into uh, gardening and planting. And if you have a house with a backyard or a front yard even, I mean, depending on your local regulations, you could plant stuff in your front front yard, turn, turn your front yard into a little garden, uh, your own little miniature farm, and you can look into that. Also, another thing that you could look into doing if you're in a means to do so and want to really just jump into the deep end of sustainable things is that you may never have thought about doing and that you could potentially turn a profit out of one day. And this is something that I'm going to do one day once my wife and I have our own house and a little bit um, more, more land available, is to have your own honeybees. Oh, it's so cool. So cool. You can have your own little honeybee hives and then you have your honeybees go out and pollinate this new garden that you planted and you kind of have this symbiotic relationship going right where it's all kind of working together in a natural ecosystem. And it's just so cool. And then you can eventually take that honey that the honeybees are going to be making. And you can again, provide for yourself and your family and provide for your neighbors too. Or you can turn that into a profit eventually and sell, sell your local organic, natural homegrown honey, um from your honeybees. And so I think that's just super cool and if you're handy you can make um hives relatively easily. There's um DIY guides on the internet of how to make your own honeybee hives. And so if you got some lumber laying around and you got the tools to be able to do so, you could easily uh knock that out pretty easily to make your own hive or you could make a pre-made kit. Um, they're varying in cost some of them are relatively affordable whereas if you want to go go big uh, you have the option to buy much larger hives uh, with kind of some more bells and whistles on to them so I think that's just a super fun idea and that's something that I'm eventually going to do in my life um, as soon as we kind of upgrade our living situation whenever that may be and so you know I want to challenge you guys just to look into ways that make sense for you and your family to live a more sustainable life and that doesn't actually mean growing crops you know um the world is ever having depending on where you live in the united states we don't really feel this but different parts of the world are feeling you know clean water shortages and so something simple that you can do is while you're uh, taking your shower while you're lathering up with soap is to turn the water off while you're lathering up right? Because most of the time when we're lathering up, we're kind of facing away and trying to not like immediately get the soap off, right? You kind of want to lather up first and then rinse off, right? So that's one thing that you can look into and just these simple things uh, to where you can have a more sustainable life. And if you, again, if we want to really go for the home run here, really go for the big, big swing and you're in a position to do so, you've kind of been on the fence about it, I would recommend looking into getting solar panels onto your house and kind of some auxiliary batteries. And the auxiliary batteries more specifically, so that you can store that that excess energy. We're getting into summertime here in the United States in the Northern Hemisphere, and so we're going to have a lot more sunlight, and um, your solar panels can provide electricity for all of your house and basically make sure that you don't have any sort of solar bill or solar bill, excuse me, electricity bill. And if you have those auxiliary batteries, you can store up that excess energy. And depending on how many auxiliary batteries you get, you could get a week's worth, a few days worth, a month's worth. So then by the time, you know, if you have a cloudy day, if you're kind of in uh, Pacific Northwest and you're still getting rain, um, you can have that energy stored up and then have your house powered off of that week's worth of, of energy. And you can help uh, take your house. Uh, I hate to use this because it's, it's kind of a naughty, a lot of people get nervous about this, but kind of pseudo off the grid a little bit. And by off the grid in this regard, I mean, is off the energy grid. So then your house isn't taking up resources that could potentially be going uh, to hospitals to run the really energy sucking machines that they need to at, um, hospitals, such as like MRIs and stuff like that. you can look into that there's a lot of different ways that you can live a sustainable life and i would just challenge you guys to look into ways that make sense for you and your family so in the last segment of the podcast today i want to talk about things that i want to get into and get started once i'm once the world is in a better place uh no no timeline here who really knows something that i want to get back into is playing hockey so i haven't really talked about this much But I've been teaching myself how to skate and play hockey since um, November of last year. Finally pulled the trigger, uh, bought my first pair of skates, been slowly buying gear, finally got all my hockey gear, got the whole kit together. And I've been teaching myself how to play hockey. This has been like a boyhood dream of mine to play hockey. It's it's always been just such a fascinating thing for me. And I've just always loved it. And uh, growing up, we grew up, um, lower middle class, I would say kind of mom and mom and pop live in paycheck to paycheck more or less. And so we never had the money for me to delve into a expensive sport like hockey. And so it was kind of always into soccer because my mom could afford, you know, just one pair of cleats and then I would just borrow balls, right? Borrow soccer balls. So I'm finally living out this boyhood dream of finally getting into hockey and it's just been so good. It's so good gliding around the ice, and when I'm out there during stick and puck time, and just practicing shots, even though even though I'm bad, I'm still a newbie. Just getting in there and slapping the puck around, doing slap shots. Oh man, it's a really positive way to vent any frustrations that are going on. And you know, obviously, this is going to be when things change and when things get back to normal. But man, I'm so excited for the hockey rinks to be opening up. and But yeah, I'm just so stoked. I, I really want to get into a league. And I just want to wanna finally get into some proper actions, some proper games. have been taking some, or I was, taking classes uh, for just basic skating. Kind of graduated out of that. And then I got into hockey classes. So I uh, want to take some more hockey classes. And I just want to get into more real game environments. So I'm super stoked about that. Next, what i eventually like to get into, for those of you that like to go camping and glamping, is I want to get a tent-style hanging floating tree tent. So for those of you that have never seen these things, tent-style is a brand of tree, or brand of tree, brand of tent that you can hang from trees. And so you, they have these big giant ratchet straps, and you put this uh, protective layer of like this uh, soft carpet or whatever around the tree so it doesn't damage the tree when you're putting these ratchets around it but you kind of put it in this triangular shape and you can put it as high as you want so you can put it two feet in there six feet in there 12 feet in there you know you just have to have to have some kind of way of getting up a, a ladder and um, you can put these these tents in to the trees and just have this like ewok village kind of vibe to it and it's so cool it's kind of delving into that uh, that awesome, childish sensation of having a treehouse. And it's just so cool. Um, I'll put a link down in the show notes for you guys to look up the tensile trees. Or t- I said it again. Tensile tents, excuse me. And they're just so fun. Uh, I'm really excited to one day getting into those. Kind of this awesome mix of hammock and tent. And I really enjoy uh, going hammocking when... Uh, Brad and I are doing uh, our adventures by ourselves without our significant others. We like to go for the hammocks, um, and so what's great about these tensile floating tents is that it's kind of the best of both worlds. It's it has the feeling of being in a hammock and a tent at the same time, and so it's really fun being with your significant other. I mean, I've never experienced this, but I'm I'm just imagining it in my head, just just dreaming. Of uh, being in these floating tents but it really seems like this great cross between hammocking and tenting uh, so really super cool really something to look into and so I'm just i just excited to kind of get out of the house guys and I know everyone else is but please please remember your actions have secondary tertiary effects on everyone else around you and so please be cognizant of your actions and uh, just what you're doing and so if you are in a state that can go out and about, just try to be respectful of other people around you. And if the park is overcrowded, just just go home. I know it's disappointing, but if the park is already overcrowded, just go home. We don't want to help spread this more. We want to do everything we can to minimize our risk and the risk to others and just flattening the curve. So again, guys, um, before we wrap up, just want to give you guys a couple updates the podcast i've been super humbling, surprised about like we're doing pretty darn good we've got um a couple of hundred listens now and so that's so cool and i was looking at the analytics uh most of you guys are listening on spotify right now so super cool happy for you guys but again we are on wherever podcasts are and so we're on the Google podcast platform. I know in the last uh, podcast or two, we're talking about how we're on the Google play music store, but we're not on Google podcasts. Well now we're on both. So again, pretty much wherever podcasts are found during the analytics, I was looking at something. I was looking at the analytics and I saw something pretty cool. And I want to have the caveat that this could be just people could be using VPNs and changing where their ISP is uh, kind of bouncing around. But we had a, uh, 14 or 15 listens from Argentina and so if wow if uh, that's actually true and it's not just VPNs super cool super super cool was not expecting Argentina to listen and uh, what's interesting is that's the second country it's been all United States and then Argentina and so uh, if that is true and my Argentina peeps are out there thanks for listening really cool Uh, reach out to us and Tell us about your experience in Argentina, what's been going on in, in your neck of the woods. And tell us, what's what are the Argentinian adventures? What do you guys like to do? So I'd be super interested in that if that does turn out to be the case. And that's not just a VPN, just changing the location. So yeah, again, guys, we're doing that hashtag giveaway. And we're giving away $20 Amazon gift cards and a bunch of them uh, about once per week. And the first giveaway will be on April 10th. April 10th, guys. So that's when we'll announce our first uh, winners. You guys have a really good chance of winning. I'm just going to be honest. As of the recording today, today's April 7th, we haven't had anyone uh, send us a screenshot. So, you know, if you know two, three people, four people send in a screenshot, uh, you've got a really good chance at winning a $20 Amazon gift card. And again, we're going to be doing this like every Friday for about seven weeks. Um, so yeah, you, you have multiple shots at winning this. And yeah, we just want to want to give back and say thank you guys to listening. For our next episode, we should be back to our normal scheduled uh, Brad and Sean in the afternoon. And so I hope you guys look forward to that. That next episode, episode five, I believe, will be on April 11th, April 11th. And as always, you know, we always appreciate you guys reaching out to us. If you have any sort of advice or if you just want to talk to us, uh, always reach out to us. Uh, any sort of platform uh, at Release the ADV for Twitter or at Release the Adventure on Instagram. You can look out for us there. Or if you just want to email us and just talk to us, um, you can you can send us an email at um, Release the Adventure at gmail.com. So yeah, lots of ways to get in touch with us. We're just normal guys. Feel free to get into touch with us. We want to build a community around this podcast, and we hope you guys can be a part of that. So anyways, guys, I think that wraps it up for today's episode. Today's solo ride. I hope you guys enjoyed it and just, just be safe out there. Okay. And we are excited for you guys to keep riding along, keep listening to us. And thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts and stay safe out there. Have a good one guys. Bye.